And this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Morgan and Morgan. Injured in a car crash, slipping for, or on the job. You need a law firm that's big enough to challenge the largest insurance companies and corporations. Morgan & Morgan has nearly 500 attorneys throughout the country, and they've recovered billions of dollars for clients like you. Get America's largest personal injury law firm to fight for you with no upfront costs. And it's free, unless they win. Visit ForThePeople.com. What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. We're yeah. coming to you live from the crib. That's right. We are actually in our uh, spa jacuzzi. Um, this is our backyard, our pool. And why don't you have a swimsuit on? This is a swimsuit. Let me see. This is a swimsuit. Ooh, okay, that <laughs> is, is a swimsuit. swimsuit. <laughs> it, is, it is a swimsuit. I came out, he's like, why do you look like you dressed for the club? I'm like, honey, right. a swimsuit. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys tuned in, but a couple of days ago, we had a pool party, a virtual pool party at our crib. Uh, it was pretty dope. Shout to Nori, who spun. Shout to uh, Diamond Cuts, who also spun. We appreciate you guys. We just wanted to do something Not fun. Shout out to me for emceeing. Well, Gia was Just because I didn't get paid doesn't she, mean that I didn't do some work. You're right. She also curated the whole thing. She put together some of the sets and everything. So um, we had a great time. We wanted to do a virtual party. We knew some of you guys couldn't go out. We're stuck at home. So we said, let's just make it fun so you guys can order drinks and, and really just have a good time with us. It was uh, really, really amazing. It went from uh, like 1230 to about seven o'clock. Um, but we stayed out here until about nine. Yeah, well, <laughs> we stayed up here until nine. Gia passed out. Okay, I passed out at about 8.30. Right. So now let me tell you guys. So, you know, after the event, Gia was drinking. She was having a little bit of everything. And Gia fell asleep. Ruined my night. I thought I was going to have a great night. Gia a little tipsy. I'm a little <laughs> tipsy, you know. Maybe hang from the chandelier, stick a head out the window. You know, that type of fun. That type of night. That's what I was expecting. Uh -huh. But instead, Gia fell asleep with her bathing suit on, knocked out <laughs> in the bed. By the time I cleaned up everything backyard, in the backyard, got all the food away, put the kids to sleep with Madison, Gia was knocked out. I mean, to the point where I had to really just tuck her in, get her, like, her clothes... Her bathing suits, because she didn't know what bathing suit she was going to wear, so she had the bathing suits on the bed. Her bathing suits were still on top of her as she was sleeping. Am I lying? <laughs> You're not lying. Still on top of her. I don't even know how I got to the bed, to be honest. I don't remember getting in the bed. No? But I kind of remember feeling you tucking me in. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, oh, sweet little baby tucking me in. And then I remember waking up. Like, I didn't move while I slept either. I woke up in the same tucked in position. You sure did. Was... You sure absolutely did. <laughs> that means we had a good time. And thank you. Thank you for cleaning everything up, though. That was... He... Well, first of all, he barbecued during the whole thing. That's right. Well, no, not during the whole thing. Towards, like, the tail end, because mm -hmm. Nori was complaining that we promised him food, and we were too busy having fun for Rashawn to cook. So right. finally, he got on the grill, which is up there. You can't see it. Mm -hmm. And made some burgers. So right. there was food, there was drinks, there was DJ equipment, there was pool toys, there was kid stuff, there was floaties, there was life jackets. There was all this, and he just let me drift away to La La Land while he cleaned it up. So I appreciate you for that. Well, Benz and Estad helped too. Now, let me tell you about your girl, Benz. If you don't know, Benz is my office manager, my assistant, my... Uh, second wife. She's his second wife, she's my, actually. She's my left hand. <laughs> she's not my right. She's my left hand. Now, so Benz, she got all the floaties and, and blew all of them up and everything. So I told her she wanted to get a sign, right? So she was like, I should get the KC Crew sign. They say the KC Crew. 
So I did the calculations out like T-H-E-C-A-S-E-Y-C-R-E-W. That's 12 letters, too expensive. <laughs> I was like, we only gonna use it for a couple hours. $12.99 a balloon times 12? Nah, B. So then, so then she wanted to do pool party. P-O-O-L-P-A-R-T-Y. That's nine. It's like they only saved on three balloons. Nah. So I said, why don't we get something gear always says, welcome. <laughs> so we got W-E-L-C-O-M-E. That's only seven. Yep. Now, I was a little twisted. We use welcome? We, well, kind of. Go ahead. They put the balloons backwards. Well, I know. That's what I was going to say. I'm like... I thought when I saw it, it said something else. <laughs> but going forward, it would say welcome, right? Okay, maybe it's just me and maybe it's the champagne. <laughs> there was welcome backers. And how about the other balloons that she got? Because she got like balloon decoration balloons that go all around. Mm-hmm. Ben's didn't tie it down. And I look up and the balloons are in the sky. <laughs> yeah, the, balloons, the balloons are in the sky. That must have been before I came outside because I didn't see that. Oh, no, no, no. Because I definitely would have had And jokes. I was counting like this. I was like, that's... Two dollars, <laughs> four, six. I counted the balloons all the way up. But you know, we had a great time, and thank you for everybody that joined us. Um, thank you to uh, Tridelix 5D. That's the uh, dope, dope, dope graphics. You could probably see it right now. Yes, that shout to them because they sponsored. We appreciate you guys, and they have cool stuff for Father's Day. I know Father's Day is coming up right around the corner. If your dad is into a favorite sports team or whatever it may be. They got dope things. You can check out their Instagram. Again, it's at Tridelix5D, or you can hit up their website and order some stuff. It's not expensive at all. That's why I'm even telling you guys. Um, also, shout out to Remy Martin, who provided the uh, liquor. Amazing. Thank you so much. Shout out to uh, 50 Cent, who provided the uh, champagne, the King's Path. Uh, shout out to the credit dude, man. Shout out to you. If you need somebody to fix your credit, they will absolutely help you out. We got a shout out to Ingrid. Ingrid does uh, mortgage and lending, all right? You can go to Omaha. It's probably right here. Bring. So if you need lending, she'll help you out. And shout out to Ashley. Ashley does insurance for everything, whether it's a car, motorcycle, house, uh, jet ski, quad, bike, your penis. Whatever you need, at Ring, she'll insure it if you need she'll it. She'll insure your penis? I don't know if she will, but like, I... Like, who says stuff I, like I, that? I, I don't know. Just, I might need insurance on mine where you was getting freaky the other night. But anyway. Not last night. Not, not, definitely not last night. It was the other night. It was the other night. It was, it was the other night. Insure right. your penis. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. But I just want to say, you know, while you guys are, are in this pandemic, I want you guys to make sure that you have fun with your family. I know I see a lot of you guys uh, on Instagram. Can't, ready to, can't wait to get back to work. Just enjoy your family. We've had so much fun. Um, I became a chef. That's the one thing I can't wait for this pandemic to be over. I'm tired of being Chef Boyard Envy. You're right? lying. I am. He's tired of it, but he cooks every chance he gets. Every chance he gets. I'm hungry, and nigga. then <laughs> And then brags about his food. Earlier today, he made buffalo wings for the first time. And I was like, did you look up, you know, instructions or some kind of recipe or something? He's like, nah, I just fried the chicken, put a bunch of buffalo sauce in a Ziploc bag, and then shook it. Voila. Buffalo chicken. Was it, was, it was good, though. Was it dope It was not? good. And you made fried shrimp. That's you made right. fried shrimp today and curly fries. That's right. So that was awesome. Did all that. And then went around the house begging for compliments. Hot dogs, jerk so burgers, turkey burgers. So don't act like, oh, I'm burgers. tired of being Chef Boyard Envy. Nah, you're living for it right now, broski. Tonight, I'm going to do chicken with ham and cheese. Ooh, it's about to be amazing. All right, but anyway, there's a lot of people that hit us up. Ooh, so I want to get to some of the Yes, Am I glowing? Beautiful. You are glowing. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. 
So now let's get to the email of the week. And hopefully you guys, we, hopefully we probably will do a party 4th of July. All right, 4th of July, we'll probably do a party out here. An IG virtual party. IG virtual party. But they're allowing us to actually now have uh, 20 people at your house. Okay. So I was thinking about maybe getting two people, inviting two people to come join us. Oh, really? Two people. Really? But when you come to the oh. house, you're going to have to take your temperature to make sure you're good. <laughs> and when you get in the pool, you're going to have to wear you have a mask. You to bring your antibiotic form. Right, right, yeah, right. <laughs> so we're going to bring two people um, and maybe your kids too. I don't know. If you got some bad kids, we ain't fucking with you. Because my kids are pretty good. They listen. And they don't need no bad influence. So if your kids ain't good, leave your kids at home. And don't sit there and come here and be like, oh, my kids is good. And then they, and then you'll be like, Sean, get out the pool. And they'll be like, no, mom. No, not those kids. We want good kids. But we'll talk to you more about that. Let's get to the email of the week. Hey, Gia and Envy, I want to start by saying you are such an inspirational couple, and I appreciate your time and energies. Envy, it's a long one. I do not feel that my boyfriend is into me. Shard, damn, you said his name. And I have been together for about two and a half years, and I do indeed love him. He was smart and funny and kind. He knows what he wants out of life and is actively working towards that. He has adapted toward my extroverted energy. Did I say that right? Extroverted? Yep. Okay. And is doing his part in our overall growth as human beings. And my family loves him. However, all throughout our relationship, I have found myself to tell him what to do to show me that he loves me. Such as, embrace me, nigga. And give she me did not say that. It says, embracing me. Can you stop adding things into people's emails? Well, it almost said I exaggerated a little bit. When I say it, it sounds better. Embrace me, nigga. And, <laughs> Come on, Rashawn. <laughs> and giving me pecs when he sees me. Cuddling with me when he's here and we are chilling. Sitting near me when he comes over with my family. I know that one sounds petty. Mm. He also does not tell me he loves me or misses me unless I say it first. He only gives me physical touch in sexual ways. No rubbing my arm or back or legs. No playing in my hair. Maybe your hair's not real and if he plays Come on, with- stop it. Continue. Sorry. Just no physical intimacy unless it is sexual. I have addressed him multiple times about this, and he always says that he is working on them. But honestly, he has only gotten good at hugging me <laughs> when he comes over, but it's feeling more like a task coming from him rather than a desire to embrace a task. me. I said task. I just want to make sure you said a task. A task, yep. Okay. Coming, coming from him rather than a desire to embrace me. To me, these things should just come naturally. Mm -hmm. When you are into someone, I do all of these things to him, but have to make him do them for me. And it honestly just makes me feel some type of way. I sometimes feel like I just need to forget about them because he's a good man. But I also find myself desperately wishing that he was a little more obsessed with me and my energy enough to just want to do those things without it having to be something he works on. I would love some insight and perspective on this situation. Also, we do not live together. We only see each other on weekends. Uh, we are also 23 and 24. Mm. I appreciate both you again. Love, Deja. Hey, Deja. What do you think? <laughs> um, I understand 100% where she's coming from because I'm an affectionate person and I thrive off of affection. So if I were in a relationship where the person that I was with wasn't being affectionate and showing his love and appreciation for me through mm. physical touch and maybe compliments and... Anything really to let me know that he's into me, that he's gravitating towards me. I would need signs of chemistry and 
I don't know, like a magnetism between the two of us. So if I didn't receive those things, I would definitely think that maybe he wasn't that attracted to me or I don't know, maybe something about me turns him off. And I don't necessarily think that that has to be the case in her situation, mm -hmm. but that's definitely how I would feel. And it's something that I would explore. You know, I would generate conversations, which mm -hmm. she said that she does, mm -hmm. but what I also realized is that some people just truly aren't like that, you know? But one part of the email that kind of caught me was when she said, you know, like sitting around me when we're around my family, because I'm not going to front. I'm not going to front. When you have your boo, it's nice when they show attraction towards you or love towards you or love mm -hmm. for you when you're around your friends and your family and things of that nature. When your family's around and your boo asks, like, they don't want to have anything to do with you, or if you're sitting over there and they go sit over there, or you start a conversation and they won you, or, I don't know, they seem distant when you're around your family, it's like you kind of psychologically feel played mm -hmm. in a sense, you know? Like, oh, like, you tell me you love me when we're together, but when we're around friends and family, you act like you don't know me. Like, that'll make you feel some type of way. So I actually understand where she's coming from but like I said he could just not be that type of person it could be right. based on how he was raised maybe he didn't come up in an affectionate family or maybe he did and it was so much that he kind of shies away from it now but it could definitely have something to do with his upbringing and the way that everything was in his house it doesn't necessarily have to mean what you'd be inclined to think that it means what do you think I mean I, I agree with you but I would say a couple of things. One, every relationship is different, right? And him being him being young, he might not have been with a person that was like that, was affectionate like that. It's okay. He might not have been a person that was affectionate like that. So he might not really get it. Get it. You know, and you, people can say, oh, if you love somebody, you love somebody. If you feel that way, you feel that way. Right. But if I've never been in a relationship like that, or maybe the person I was in before you wasn't as affectionate. But what about what she said in the email? You kind of would expect that that would just come naturally. Right. But you, you know, think, like when you when you love somebody, when you're into them, when you're attracted to them, right. it's like you want to touch them. You want to play in mm -hmm. their hair. You want to kiss them. You want to hug them. Right. You want to cuddle when you True. see them and they look great. It's like, damn, my baby looks good. It's like those natural feelings that you would expect to be present in a relationship. Right. But I would say this. It's kind of like um, if you see some dogs, right? And some dogs. Dog. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if you see some dog, right? And okay, you see, let's see where this goes. And you see an owner, right? And you see uh -huh. an owner with a dog and the owner grab, goes to put the leash on, right? Some dogs go like that because they're so used to being hit or so used to being hurt. Now you look at Chuck. When I go to grab Chuck to put his leash on, Chuck doesn't go. He goes, okay, because he's, he's expecting love. Okay. He could be in a relationship where it was kind of like that. You know, the relationships before that weren't affectionate. So every time he's seen somebody... It wasn't like that. So it's kind of hard to be affectionate to you because all the relationships that is unicorn is just going to go right past us. Huh? But anyway, it could be certain it's all things. all in our frame. It's all in our frame. But it could be certain times like he's not used to showing affection in a relationship because maybe past or previous relationships, there was no affection. So he has to really learn how to do it again. And it's not a matter of learning not because I don't want to do it. It's learning because I'm not used to it. 
and maybe the person before me necessarily didn't receive it well. So it's like I have to get back. I don't into think it. that anybody doesn't receive affection. There's a lot well. of people out unless I think that you're overly affectionate, well. affectionate and smothering. Where it's like, ugh, get off of me. Like, okay. Enough. For instance, our daughter Madison, right? Yeah. You think if she has a boyfriend, she'll be affectionate? I do think she'll be affectionate. I don't. She's not an affectionate person to the outside world. She, like, if you ever look at her, she doesn't like certain things. Like, she, yeah. She's a particular person. Mm. She's picky. To daddy, she loves daddy. To mommy, she loves mommy. Yeah. But to other people out there, I, I just yes, don't see but it. If, but this is the point. This is the point. If she falls in love mm-hmm. with someone. Right. That person. It's mosquitoes. I, I don't know what bug that is. I don't know what that Bands, is. where's the mosquito spray? But go ahead. <laughs> that if she falls in love with that person, mm-hmm. that relationship mm-hmm. will generate those feelings okay, I see in what her. Like love will bring things out of you that you probably didn't even know that you had inside. Gotcha. You know, I don't think people wake up saying, damn, you know, like I'm willing to jump in front of a moving truck for the person that I love. You know, like you don't think about. Right sacrificing your own life for someone else until you get into a relationship and you love some someone so much that you would sacrifice your own life for them. I got you. Do you, you know what I mean? As they throw okay, the so um, mosquito spray. Just came around and just like throw it. He could have threw it to me. He could have brought it to me. He could have shared, could have shared his arm. The mosquito it's spray. not like you haven't seen Estada of Ben's before. And it didn't quite make it over There's here. There's no in there. But anyway. So Ben's, come say hello. <laughs> Fashion's the mosquito. No, come say hello. Come here. Hi. Oh, you're lucky. You're lucky I'm in here. I would have dragged you. <laughs> okay. But anyway, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But what do you tell her as a, a resolution, though? Well, she said that she spoke to him about it mm-hmm. several times. She said that he got better with hugging. Right. And that was about it. But even in that case, it still seems like a task. Correct. For him to... Execute. Mm-hmm. She does it. You know, you can say, okay, well, you know, maybe you can inspire by doing the same thing so he kind of understands and learns how to reciprocate. She said she does that. It's kind of like, how do you change someone's natural way? I don't really know that there's an answer to it mm-hmm. aside from what she's already done. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I say... If, he, if you love him and he's doing everything great, he's an aspiring person, he does all the things that you love, but this thing, I think you work on that thing. I think you work on him being more open and more loving and more kissing, and I think that that's what it takes. I mean, if you have everything that you love, like Gia always talks about scales, you know? If 80%, 85% of the scale says good, and this 15% says Maybe not what you expect. That's more than 15%. Or whatever whatever it is. It's more than 15%, though. You have to think about that. And I do talk about scales all the time. Not necessarily even on the podcast so much. Just in our own private, personal conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of throw things on a scale and you see where it it tips. Right. Um, It's not 15%. Because she's talking about something that is bothering her Mm -hmm. and eating at her every single day. It can't be 15, 15%. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a constant thought. It's a constant annoyance. It's a constant um, reason for her to reflect on the relationship and try to figure out what it is that's going wrong. And the biggest question, if it's her. You know, right. like, damn, is it me? And that's 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 hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. I would say continue to work on it. I mean, she loves everything and what, and else how about would you, How would you work on it? Because she I'm, said he's a great man. 
and everything else. She has, seems to have no other complaints. But how would you honestly suggest that she I mean, work on just it? keep having conversations. I mean, it ha- every time she, it has to have a conversation because maybe it's not that he doesn't feel those ways. It's just he's not used to being that way with anybody. So I think that's one of the things. Or maybe it's just not who he is. And if it's not who he is, then what do you think? Um, Let's say it has nothing to do with previous relationships. If it's just not who he is, what do you think? I mean, I think that, honestly, she loves everything else about him. There's nothing that she does not love about him. Just like I think that this unicorn loves me, the way he looks at me. But I really think that if she loves everything about him, that she really should concentrate on having that conversation and see where it goes. Give it a little bit of time, whatever that time period is, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days two weeks and see if things you know get better that she likes and if it doesn't then I say hey then you know it might be time to move on or take a break and say hey let him realize what he's missing and hopefully he'll understand what he misses so much and continues to do what's right okay I'm gonna say one more thing on the topic okay Mm -hmm. because this is just a dose of my own personal way of being and how I react to certain things I don't like to be patronized Uh you know I don't like to have to tell someone to do something that I like in order for them to do it, especially if it's something that I think right. should happen naturally. So personally, if I were her and I had to beat you in the head and badger you to show affection towards me when you were ready to do it, I probably wouldn't want it mm-hmm. because I would feel as though there was a reason why you weren't doing it in the first place. And that's what I need to concentrate on. Gotcha. Like, I don't want you to come over and give me a hug because you feel like, damn, if, if I don't come give her a hug, it's going to be a whole argument. So let me just hug the bee. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that hug. Keep your hug. So you're trying, your you trying to tell her to leave then? It- no, I'm not trying to tell her to leave. I'm just trying to be realistic about how the entire situation would make me feel gotcha. and how I would react even if he all of a sudden started. Gotcha. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Unless it started maybe in conversation, him being more open and telling me how he feels, where he's able to convince me that he feels a certain way about me and then maybe I can say, okay, maybe he's just not that touchy-feely, but she must feel that he's not really that into her. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he would maybe have to prove me wrong by way of conversation and right. talking so I could probably let up on what happens on the physical side of things, you gotcha. know? But at the end of the day, it's going to be about what I believe is at the core of our relationship. That's what. That's really what it's going to boil down to. Like, what do I feel? Do I really feel like he's not into me or do I feel like he loves me but it's just difficult for him to express it? Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then my only advice, the only thing that I could offer would be to say, to keep talking about it, but make sure that it's not in a naggy type of way. Right. Because let's say he really is into you and it's just not his way. Right. If I'm really into you and you keep badgering me about oh you don't do this you don't do that even though you have every right to i might take it as yo why don't you just go somewhere like Mm -hmm. you are annoying like leave me the hell alone like i might feel that way on the receiving end i might take it as a nag so maybe if you just present it from time to time in conversation without an attitude without getting emotional or anything like that then he might receive it better. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would tell him how it makes me feel. And even if it's a little humbling, I would probably say, you know, it makes me feel as though 
maybe you're really not that into me. I got you. You know, and it's hard for me to be as into you when I feel as though you're not that into me. Okay. You know, and I'd love to believe it, but I can't tell. I can't tell. But for the fact that you're a great guy and, you know, a good person and you meet all of these other needs, like I can't, I can't tell what's going by what's going on between us that you're that into me. And it's a hard pill to swallow, mm -hmm. you know? All right. All right. Well, good luck. And definitely hit us on DM or email. Let us know how it works out because we definitely would love to know. Now, let's get to another email of the week. Hey, Envy and Gear, I need some advice. I've been married for five years and have two young daughters. It seems like my husband's number one priority is video games. He will play NBA 2K all day and all night. He ignores his family and leaves me taking care of the kids by myself. It feels though he's being neglectful. I have voiced my frustration and he'll make time for us temporarily, but he always finds his way right back to those damn video games. Also, how old do you think he is? 28. Also, he's damn near 40. When will he grow the <laughs> fuck up? Okay, she, she did, definitely did say that. P.S. Love the podcast. Thanks, Leslie. This is easy. I mean, you got to think of it like this. Men are into things, certain things, you know. I'm into cars. Cars are my passion. That's what I love. Um... But when I get into my cars, I like driving. So I enjoy driving to work, coming back. I enjoy going to my garage, things like that. Um, some men do other things. Some men smoke. That's their passion, whether it's cigars or it's weed. Some men like to drink. That's their passion. Some men like to go out to the clubs, go to the strip clubs, go to the bar, go to sporting events, watch TV. His is video games. The dangerous thing about video games is unlike sports, it never ends. It's not like football ever ends. It's football season or basketball season and never ends. It's not like the bar ever closes. Uh, it's not like I can go into the car until it gets cold. Like, it never freaking ends. So what I would do is I would make time for myself. Right? Well, what does that mean? Well, I would leave his ass. Well, you can't do it right now. But I would even if I did it now, I would leave his ass in the house with the two babies. That will stop him from fucking playing video games. Because if he can play video games with two babies running around, he's a G. Because I know for myself, I have three, six or five and a three. Well, they're going to be seven, a seven six, a six and a four and a four. But those babies are really self-sufficient. They take care of themselves. They know what they're doing. But they're only going to leave daddy alone maybe for an hour. That's because they're watching a movie. Other than that, one wants to help me cook. One wants to help me clean. One wants to help me do this. So it's very difficult. So leave his ass at home with those babies. I actually like that. Take a ride. Take a spin. I don't know where you're from. Just drive an hour and then drive back. Just to clear your head. Listen to your favorite music. Probably when I'm DJing. No, go hang out with your friends. Well, it's, a, it's a pandemic right now, so you can't do that now. Oh, yeah. Don't do that right now. <laughs> but I would drive. <laughs> I would, you know, listen to your favorite CD, your favorite music. Just ride out. You know, and just, you know, do some me time. Whatever you want to do for yourself. Even if you want to go to Target and Walmart and just walk around with your mask on. But I would leave his ass in the, in the crib. Like and not that. just an hour. Hours, nothing. Six hours. Eight hours. Leave him a long period of time. Any father can do an hour. Hours easy. But now when you got to do six, seven, or eight hours by yourself with no mommy in the house and the babies are screaming, I'm hungry, and you got to figure it out and you can't order... Or if they're young babies, you got to change pampers or white doo-doo or whatever it may be. That's the difficult part. That's what you got to leave him to do. He has to realize, damn, I miss my wife. I want to spend time with my wife because this is difficult. 
Let them realize, nah, Nick, this ain't easy. I do this all day long and it ain't easy. Get off them goddamn video games and show me some love and respect. Matter of fact, if I was you, I wouldn't even cook. Don't even cook. Just cook for the babies. Let him, let him figure it out on his own. Let him eat a sandwich, a mayonnaise sandwich or a ketchup sandwich for the next two weeks. He'll figure it out. He'll start understanding, you know what? Maybe I'm fucking up. Maybe I got to get off these damn video games for a little bit. You know what this email instantly makes me think of? What's that? It begs the question, why is it? Oh, thank you. What is that? Oh. The sandwich is glistening all over your oh, body. body. <laughs> it begs the question, why is it? that everything always falls back on the mothers. Not in all households, but in most households, especially, you know, when we were growing up and whatnot, it's like everything always falls back on the moms. Dads get to do all of the things that you just mentioned, hobby-wise. Go hang out with their friends, go to the bar, moms go to too. the club, also go hang out at, on the corner, huh? Moms watch soap opera, my mom watched, what's the general pub, what is general it called? General Hospital. General Hospital, what's the other one? All my kids. My mom watched The Young and the Restless. What was it, All My Kids? And no, was All the, My Children. That one? And there was another one. What was the other one? The Young and the Restless. Yeah, in Dallas, Texas? Dallas. I, I don't. That wasn't a soap opera. That was a show. Right, that but, was an evening but, show. But mom watched all her shows. She taped all her shows. She watched her shows. No, but it's always expected that the mother holds everything down with the children, whereas the father can go about his business, go and watch the games on Sunday or whenever, whatever day they're taking place, or go do this, go do that, go have a drink after work. He might need it, but while he's having a drink after work. What's the mom doing who also went to work earlier in the day? Mm -hmm. She's home with the kids. Mm -hmm. She's preparing dinner and things like that. And listen, I do, in a way, if you guys have listened to the podcast um, previously, you know that I do believe in gender roles to a certain degree. I don't believe in it generally. I believe in it kind of on a case-by-case basis. Mm -hmm. um, so there are things that I'm happy to do for you because I'm a woman. Right. And there are things that you're happy to do for me because you're a man. Correct. And I love that in our relationship. And I think that it probably works nicely in most relationships. But when it comes to being taken for granted and certain things just being expected mm -hmm. of me, especially when it's at the detriment of the relationship, that's not good. And obviously, it's to the detriment of their relationship right. because she's writing an email about it. And she feels as though he's completely neglecting the family because he's getting his rocks off, probably playing, what's that game? NBA 2K, she said. What's the other one that Logan Fortnite. was obsessed with? Because he's playing Fortnite, you know? It's not okay. So the only thing that I could suggest is that she have these conversations with him. Let mm -hmm. him know how she feels. Mm -hmm. And if he's not receptive to that, then I would have to resort to spitefulness, which isn't really good advice. But if I'm being real, nope. mm -hmm. this earring does not want to mess with me today. So mm -hmm. I'll just take them both out. Um, which isn't right to suggest. But if I'm being honest, that's what I would do. Like, something's got to give. Like, that's your, obsession, your obsessions, but right. your family is not. And again, if there's a balance, we all have things that we want to do. Like, I want to watch my shows on Netflix and whatever. If you want to play your video games, that's cool. But 
everything in doses. You know what I mean? You can't always be over there. And if a simple conversation with you doesn't get you to understand that there's something wrong with that, then I'm going to have to show you, which is where your suggestions kind of plays into this conversation. You know, go out, stay out for six hours, let him have to do that. And then do it more and more until he understands like, you know what, let me just play nice. Let me do right by my family, do right by my wife. I'll set, you know, certain times, like if it's in the evening before he goes to sleep or before he comes to bed or something like that, while you're watching your shows, like when you're also occupied, but during everything that's going on, family time is paramount. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I've been loving the most, Mm -hmm. um, as a result of this pandemic, just the complete unadulterated family time. I mean, I'm sure families all across the world are getting closer, eating together, Mm -hmm. watching movies together, because for us, we barely ate together as a family. Right. And it's because everybody is on a different schedule. Your work schedule alone. Mm -hmm. And then my kids, Logan has football and basketball and speed and agility training. And Madison has her music and her piano Mm -hmm. and her activities that she has to do and getting ready for college and things of that nature. My other kids have soccer, flag football, gymnastics, Mm -hmm. swimming, you name it. Speed and agility for the babies too. Like everybody is moving in different directions and I'm chauffeur for the little ones for the most part and sometimes even for Logan. So we're always off in a different place. So this has kind of put us all in one house under the same roof together to do things together and to really, really enjoy each other. So it's not a good sign that he wants to take this Corona time Mm -hmm. to be buried in a virtual world. Like, that's not okay. I understand him sliding down that slippery slope. Like, he can climb himself out of it. That's not a problem. But he has to be willing to do that. Absolutely. And uh, and hopefully that he does. But also, and those things are addicting. Yeah, let's, are. let's give him that as well. Yep. Video games are addictive. But I was going to say this. I was going to say he might work a lot. And maybe he was furloughed. Maybe he was let go. Maybe he can't go to work. So when he started playing those video games, he found like, damn, I'd never have time to do this. So during this quarantine this gives me the time to do something that i enjoy and that i love you know that's wonderful but there's balance you know you can't just be selfish Mm -hmm. in a relationship you have to think about how your actions affect the people around you whether that's in your family amongst your friends at work or whatever but you always have to be cognizant of your actions your words your behavior and the people around you because if you're not ultimately that just means that you're being selfish and it sounds like he's being selfish that's true well you know think about some of the things that we both suggested and hopefully we'll see and you can dm us and let us know uh because we'd love to hear but you know what i want to talk about gender roles and i know we talked about gender roles a long time ago a while ago but i want to talk about gender roles because as you were saying gender roles and, and maybe we can leave off with this what gender roles do you believe in? Because there's a lot of people out there that be like, I don't believe in gender roles, right? Mm-hmm. The only... I think a lot of people do believe... Well, I was going to say they do believe that they don't believe in... No, that they don't believe in gender Because there's only two gender role things that I believe in. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's a setup. So let's just go to the next... Let's go to the next email. No. I know you. I got you, I got no. your number by now. No, see? I was, I, see, I wasn't even talking no, no porn star I stuff. I wasn't, talk, I wasn't talking I got no sexual stuff. No, I wasn't talking no sexual stuff. Promise it's nothing sexual. I promise. I wasn't thinking about that right now. But <laughs> I, when, I, when I talk of gender roles, the only gender roles that I 
think are like general generals are one getting the kids ready. Okay. I just feel like you have to do that. Okay, because you don't know how to do hair. I can't and... do hair. I, you know, and you don't brush their tongues well enough when I ask you to brush their exactly. teeth. Exactly. Like there's certain things that I, I always have to do a tongue check I just, after he brushes their teeth. Okay, stick your tongue out. Let's go back to the bathroom. Right, but that's that's a gender rule that your I, tongue is a little off white. I'm sure I could practice and, and really figure it out, but I don't want to. Like you do their hair, you're a woman, you do our baby girl's hair, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You can even do Jackson's hair because you like your things perfect, you can dress them. Those are the things, that's one of the things that I, I can't do. That's one yeah, thing I believe in the gender I agree. role. Mm -hmm. The second thing is when it comes to schoolwork or patience with the kids. I just don't have the fucking patience. I, I don't have, look, look, little nigga, the answer's four. How, <laughs> can you how, stop using the N word, please? How do we get to the answer? Can you stop that? Okay. Thank you. Look, little bastard. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Much you better. better. <laughs> Look, boy, boy. The answer's four. How that? I don't know is four. Trust me. I Googled it. Four. That's me. You're more patient. You're, well, let's get to four. This is how we get to it. Let's do this. Let's do that. By that time, I'm done. But that's personal. That's not based on gender. You're right. That's not based on gender. But I think you do that well, and I think women are more nurturers than men are. Mm -hmm. So I think in that role... I think women do a better job. So for me, that's gender. And that's the only other thing. Like, when it comes to cooking, I cook. When it comes to cleaning, I clean. When it comes to anything else that has to do with gender. I mean, I can't have a baby. Just won't pop out my butt. But other than that, when it comes to gender roles, everything else, I think, is pretty fair. Like, you do what you do. Like, what? Like name besides that, like, that we can't split. Um, I, do every, I do everything and you do everything. So well, it's not... Well, if we're out together... Mm-hmm. I'm not opening the door for myself, ever. I expect for you to open the door for me. Because to me, that is chivalrous behavior. And it's a show of respect and love for the woman in your life. So you don't respect and love the man in your life? Um, like I said... Wait till next time we go to a restaurant. We both will be standing at the door like, like this. this. Oh, so you're not going to open you, the door? You're not going to open the door oh, for me? Oh, we just going to stand out oh, here? Oh, we just going to stand out here? Oh, you, oh, you don't love me? You don't show, show respect you for me? You don't respect me? You don't respect me? Um, But women, it, and this is what I'm talking about, women don't display chivalry. Mm -hmm. Men Why not? display but they chivalry. Why, women can't display chivalry? I mean, a small example is the same way that men get down on their knees. Hold on. Yo, you can't see me doing a podcast? <laughs> Bird is mad disrespectful, son. Son, son. <laughs> son, son. Mad disrespectful. I know, right? He won't get his, like... He just pick up a rock. Like. <laughs> right now, that's probably a female bird. Talking about, like, tell him, girl. <laughs> tell him, girl. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if y'all can hear this, Motherfucking disrespectful, but go ahead. <laughs> it probably is a female bird. Um, but yeah, the same way that it's customary mm -hmm. for men to get down on their knees or mm -hmm. one knee and propose to a woman. It's very rare. I mean, more now than ever before, but it's very rare that you will see a woman mm -hmm. propose to a man. Right. It's just... To me, it's treating a woman like a woman. And there are things that I'm going to do for you because it's not a one-way street. I feel as though men should be treated like men. 
And it doesn't mean that men are stronger than women or women are stronger than men. It's just for me, it's a way to keep a nice balance mm-hmm. in a relationship where based on your gender, there's just certain actions that you take that shows the person that you're with that you love them. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we're in bed, I rub your back. That's right. I play in your hair. Both. I kiss you all over and I do things that I believe makes you feel like a man and it makes me feel like a woman doing those things for you. Mm-hmm. I would never really expect you to do those things for me. If you did it, it'd be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. I would love it, but the expectation just isn't there. When's the last time that I said, hey baby, why don't you rub my back? Or, you know, why don't you... The other day when you had a crook neck. I had a crook neck the other day. This is very true. I had a 10-day crook neck where if you called my name, I had to be like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't the sexiest it, thing. It was, yeah, he got no action for like one 10 day, days. One I'm day. like, I'm sorry, homie. Like, I can't do one day, for one you. One day, he was like, go get aspirin. One day. <laughs> one day, I was like, go get aspirin. <laughs> it's been long enough. <laughs> <laughs> she like this. I took it. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> I took it like an hour before just to make sure I was good. So I was like, hold on, let me do a test. It might suck, but... She's like an old school dance. <laughs> it's an old school dance. An old school dance. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, you know, there's just certain things I don't ask you to do. Um, and likewise, there are things that I like for you to do for me. So like I said, I I like for the door to be open for me. Like if we both walk up to a door, I don't want to have to reach over and pull a heavy door and swing it hard enough so you can get through as well. I expect for you to open the door and allow me to walk through. Right. And when you do it, I appreciate it, you know? And I'm going to do something for you that's going to show you the same type of love and appreciation. Um, As far as when people go to work, if you have two people that are working... When they get home, both are tired. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm more or less an at-home mom. Um, I do have certain business responsibilities, but for the most part, I'm an at-home mother, and you work tirelessly. Correct. So it's my job to make sure that there's food on the table when you get home. Like right. I don't expect for you to ever go into the kitchen and whip something up. Now we're on quarantine and you're like a chef boy or envy. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good because you're not out of the house. You have the time. So then it's okay. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have two working people, I think that they need to share in the at-home responsibilities. Share in getting the kids ready for bed and share in homework, share in cooking, things of that nature. If things are off balance, then you have to see what makes the most sense. Right. But I do believe in making each other feel like their respective gender. Absolutely. I do believe in that. Okay. And I was raised like that. That's what I saw in my household. You know, there was things that my mother did for my father and damn it to hell, there was things my father did for my mother that neither would do on the reverse side. And it was beautiful to see. It was like two individuals showing love and respect for each other. And I thought it was wonderful. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to do another email. All right, now I I'm know get- he was trying to wrap it up. Now, now I'm getting bullied. Now I'm getting bullied. One more email. We have time for one more? Great. Now I'm getting bullied. <laughs> Here we go. I be knowing you. Hey, guys. I recently found out I am pregnant. And my boyfriend doesn't want the baby. He wants me to have an abortion. I'm not really sure if I can go through with that. 
as I feel like there's a a dire need situation and I don't feel like I'm in that place in my life. I'm 27, we have stable jobs and good family. He feels like since this was unplanned and we have so much we wanna do before starting a family, that it should be an easy decision. And it just hasn't been for me. We've been going back and forth for months. I know this was unplanned. I know logically it makes sense for me to get an abortion, but it's just not sitting well with me. I even went to a clinic for a consult and still, it doesn't seem like the right decision. I do feel like we were in a good place in our relationship and on the road to marriage within the next year or two. But I feel like me going through with this pregnancy will put a halt to everything. I likely will be a single mom who has to co-parent something I never imagined for my life. I know I'm strong, but I'm also scared. Is it selfish for me to have a child knowing that it won't have a two-parent household? It seems like I will struggle either way, abortion or not. Please provide me any perspective or insight you have. I just need someone to help me think through this. Thank you. By the way, I love you so much, Gia. A true inspiration. Thank you. you. Fuck my opinion. I just gear, gear, gear. (laughs) You want to start? No, I'll let you start, actually. Okay. Now, this is honest, right? This, I think, in a situation, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? Because if you do have an abortion, let's say, it seems like you really don't want to, but if you do, your relationship will never be the same. And the reason I say your relationship will never be the same is because you really want this child. That's what it seems like. It seems like you're on a fence, and it seems like you feel like he's forcing you not to have it. Like, he really doesn't want this baby. And if you do have this abortion, how will the relationship go after that? You probably spend all the time thinking about, damn, that baby that we could have had. Or, damn, he pressured me into doing this if you felt it was pressure. That's what it seems like to me. I don't know. I'm not there. Um, So that's a tough one. Um, Then if you have it, he seems like you feel like if you have it, he won't be with you anymore, that you would have to co-parent. And this is my thing. If you're in a relationship and you feel like if you have this baby, he doesn't want to be with you, should you be down this road for marriage? Yep. Is he the right person? Is he who you want to be with? You want me to talk or you want to talk? I'm just saying. I'm co-signing what you're saying, boo. But, so I was saying you damned if you do, you damned if you don't, right? And the one thing about having a baby or having a child is having a baby is not easy. You know, it seems like it's easy, but it's not. There's a lot of complications. So when they say a child is really a gift from God and really a gift that keeps on giving, meaning the love, the feeling and all that. I would say if you're in the right place, you you said you're what, 27 year old, you're 27 years old, you have a stable job, you can take care of the baby. I would say do what's best for you. Because at the end of the day, this could be your only chance and maybe after this baby, you never can have a baby again. I'm not saying that is your situation, but that can be your situation. So as far as he's concerned, I feel like there's always going to be a split in your relationship, regardless of what it is. You know, if you have an abortion, you're going to feel like, damn, this dude made me have an abortion and I don't know if I wanted to be there. Or if you have the baby, you're going to feel like this dude never wanted this baby anyway and he's making me feel away. So I honestly would do what's best for you. I would take him out of the situation anyway and say, if I have to raise this baby or I'm going to raise this baby by myself, am I okay with this? Is my family okay with this? Because you never want to rely on this guy because he doesn't seem like he's in. He seems like he's focusing on other things and that could be cool too. He could feel like, you know, I'm just not ready. I don't have enough money. You know, people, guys are scared. You know, they feel like you need a whole lot of money. I want it because maybe he has an idea of what his first child is going to be. Maybe his idea is I want my own house. Uh, I want enough money to put the baby through private school. I want to be more um, solid with my job. 
and maybe he's scared. And these are the things that he's thinking with. So before all of that, I would say, have that conversation with him and say, hey, this is what it is. This is what I'm feeling. You know, talk about some of the, the, the pregnancy rates of women who don't have children, who can't, who lose their child, who have uh, all these complications. Talk to him about that and then make your decision. You make your decision based on what you want and then bring it to him. Absolutely. Now you can go ahead. <laughs> I have a couple of thoughts. As you were speaking, something sprung into my mind. And this isn't just for the emailer. This is for anyone that might be in a similar predicament. You're pregnant and you don't know whether you want to have the baby or not. What you were saying is absolutely correct. Children are a blessing from God, an absolute blessing. So I'll tell you a little story. Rashawn and I had Madison. And then two years later, we had Logan. And when I was pregnant with Madison, we knew that we were going to try to have another baby mm -hmm. right away. And we talked about how many kids we wanted. So we said, if the next one is a boy, we'll stop at two. But if the next one is another girl, then we'll try one more time for a boy. Mm -hmm. So we got Logan and we were good. Mm -hmm. And for years, years, we talked about whether we were going to have a third or not. And I was so on the fence because once they were out of diapers and once they went from the car seat to the booster seat and I didn't have to climb into the back of the SUV and strap them in. And, you know, every time I'm going to a mall or to a friend's house or anywhere, I didn't have to go in the trunk and get out this big stroller and pop it out and do all this stuff. You think about all of the work that is associated with having small children. Right. And we were still really, really young. We got mm -hmm. married at 22, 22 and 23. Mm -hmm. um, so there were all these things I wanted to do. You know, like we have our two kids, we're traveling, we're saving money. Mm -hmm. um, we were probably already on our second or third house at that point. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was struggling, but there was a constant nag in my mind about having a third child constant. And I had to stop and ask myself like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that I'm supposed to have another child, but oh, everything is so good right now. Like, why would I go back down that road and complicate things? That's the reason why there was such a huge gap between Logan and London who came, I don't know, maybe nine years mm -hmm. after Logan. And it was all, all because of advice that an older woman gave to me. She was a neighbor. Mm -hmm. We weren't close. We weren't tight. But one day we were at a barbecue and she asked me, so are you going to have a third child? Like, you're so young. Like, why would you stop? And I told him, like, well, I've been on the fence and we talk about it constantly. And I really, I really don't know. And she said, well, Gia, let me tell you this. If you don't have another child, you may get to an age where you look back and you say, damn, I really wish I would have had another child. And then you'll experience regret. But at no stage of your entire life, would you ever have a child and say, damn, I regret having you. And at that point, I was like, ding, done. We're going to have another baby, you know? Um, and that's why I like doing this podcast because truthfully, I hope that there are things that we might express or share from here to there mm -hmm. that might be that ding for you guys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so... As far as you having this child, I'm not even talking about your boyfriend or anything like that. That's just a little note I wanted to share with you. With your boyfriend, it feels as though 
the relationship is semi-ruined at this point regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were with somebody that I loved and I felt that if I pulled the trigger on having a child that we both 50-50 conceived together, mm-hmm. we created this thing together, we're in this situation together, and now that I'm the woman and I have to see this thing through, and I have to worry that you're going to bail because you're not a stammed up dude to follow through on something that we got into together, it lets me know that you're not the right guy for me long term. Mm-hmm. Because he may be a great guy and he may be wonderful at another stage in his life, mm-hmm. but right now, He's not behaving like a man. And that's very important to me. I don't know about you girls. I don't know about other people. But for me in a relationship, it's very, very, very important to feel as though I am with a man. Like a man. Someone who provides, someone who protects. Not to say that you can't provide and protect as well, but you want that to be at the pinnacle of your man's mind. I would wanna be with a guy that says, you know what, babe, it may not be the right time, but the choice is yours. And anything that you do, I will support you, I will stand by you, and we will do it together. I mean, it might mean that we have to move in with one of our parents for a year or two. It might mean that I have to take on a second job. It might mean this, that, or the third. But whatever it is, I'm willing to do it because, damn it to hell, I'm a stand-up person. And I love you to death, and we're going to figure it out. We're just going to figure it out. That's who I want to be with, Mm -hmm. you know? And if at any point I felt like I wasn't with a man and boyish things are coming out of his mouth and ignorant things are coming out of his mouth. And I have to sit in my bed late at night and think like, damn, if I have this baby, he's gonna bounce on me and I'm gonna be a single woman, a single mother. He's not the person I wanna be with. I know that, I I know that. Um, And then if you guys stay together through it, there's going to be all types of resentment, all types of feelings. He might not. He might look at the child differently. I don't know. Um, the most that I can say is depending on how you feel. I don't know how early on you are. You might mm-hmm. go through motions and feel different ways on different days. But if I were you, I would have my child and figure it out. I would absolutely figure it out. And, you know, it also depends on, you know, if um, your faith has anything to do with this as well. You know, your faith may have you bound to having the baby. Um, But if faith doesn't play a role, then you have to think about what's best for you. All right. Well, good luck. And again, we'd love to hear all the things that you are uh, doing. Please, you can DM us, you can email us and let us know how you're working things out. We would love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Now, um, everybody else, we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget next Sunday. Well, this Sunday, I should say, coming up, uh, we're doing a webinar online. So if you want to learn about real estate and maybe you haven't had a chance to get to any of our 
uh, seminars. We're doing a webinar online. Uh, it's not as expensive. It's a lot cheaper. And we're going to be explaining and breaking down real estate. So if you want more information, you can click the link in my bio and definitely check that out. It's uh, two to three hours. We're going to be breaking down real estate online. Our first and only one. And everybody else, man, we'll see you guys next week. Shout to Remy Martin. Remy Martin, we appreciate you again for sponsoring. Shout to the King's Path, King's Path. And don't forget these cool candles and our hey, mugs. So if you want to order some cool coffee mugs, some wine glasses that we have here or um, our candles, you can do that as well. Shout to Tridelix 5D. Uh, we appreciate you guys. And everybody else, man, we'll see you next week, all right? Don't forget, you want to email us, thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew at gmail.com, all right? We'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the KC Crew. Toodles!